It's a live show, and I uh, forgot to rebrand the show. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Yep. But at least I got the microphone on. Hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Galman, Asali Canine Training, and the lovely Joelle, and we're here for the What Would Jeff Do show. Welcome. Hello. Good evening. Good evening. Ma'am. And uh, <clears throat> it's a beautiful day outside today, beautiful day inside, because we're going to answer all of your dog training questions. A lot of the stuff we answer is how to stop. How do you stop this? How do you stop that? And uh, just like our seminars, Jeff Gelman Seminars, which travels around a lot, we go to Elkhart, Indiana next. And then we've got a bunch of different cities between now and the end of the year, Virginia, Ohio, Arizona, San Diego, Texas. Just check out the, the seminar listings on the website. And uh, what I want to explain to folks, if you're brand new to the show, um, welcome, number one. But a lot of what we do is stop unwanted behaviors. So we also train wanted behaviors, but most people don't need help with that. No. Like your average person could easily train, you know, a, an obedience command. Um, and by any numerous videos, pretty much, you know, sit to sit, down, place, recall, heal, mm -hmm. you know, that's not that difficult to do. Um, stopping unwanted behaviors though, such as, um, Leash reactivity, separation anxiety, dog aggression, resource guarding, um, uh, crate nonsense. You know, that's a that's a lot for a lot of people to do. We just had a wonderful um, uh, 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 seminar on Saturday afternoon on leash reactivity. It's a good one. Yeah, it was really good. And I think a couple of videos, one video has gone up, maybe two videos have gone up. And we've got another great video coming going up tomorrow I think you're going to put up. And um, that was very, very successful. We had 12, 12 families come in with leash reactive dogs and, and they, they did fantastic. So super proud of all the people that attended the seminars and got um, some really just fantastic results and worked really, really hard. And the feedback we're getting after, you know, post seminar has been, has been really, really good. Um, I think that's just really, really important for, for folks to understand that, that when you take this information back home you do really really well and um it was a fun event it was a fun event it was great it was great we did a nice little pack walk at the end of the day after the rain it's always my favorite yeah it cooled down nicely after the rain so once the rain stopped we did a we did a little bit of exterior stuff we did this exterior walking the gauntlet stuff and then we did a little pack walk and um, most of it was inside. I'm fortunate to have a nice climate controlled building. So that's always great. Um, stay out of the sun. So, uh, why don't you start with, uh, reading the questions? Okay. Um, let's see. Kelly morning from Queensland, Australia. Nice. Hey, Hi, Australia. Australia. Hey, it'll be, I can't wait to get, um, back to Australia. Um, even though the word on the street is that I'm banned from Australia, like this, yeah. this, this narrative that I'm banned from the UK, I'm banned from Australia. I'm not banned from just to clear the air and to address. I never really address, you know, all the nonsense out there, but I'm going to start actually um, because the lies have gotten just so out of control and people are just like believing them. It's like, I, Jeff Gelman do solemnly swear <laughs> that I am not banned from any country, city, town, um, 
in, in, long in the world. As long as you get a negative COVID test. Yeah, I mean, I've got as much freedom to travel as anybody else you know, you know, with world travel these days, put it that way. Canada is supposedly opening their borders next month. We'll see. We'll they see. said that like a year ago. They said that two years ago. So <laughs> that's when we had that dog from Canada stuck down here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's, that's one of the many lies out there. Many, many of the lies out there that I've been banned from, from countries. I'm not banned from anywhere. That's the <laughs> stupidest thing I've ever heard. He's on the do not fly list. In, 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 my, in, in my life. Next. Uh, Morali, my six-month-old lab gets overexcited and pulls badly, though I correct her with a slip lead back her ears, yep. back of her ears during walks, seeing any moving things, non-aggressive, just curious and playful. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, leash reactivity is actually not a um, uh, an aggressive dog issue. No. It's a reactivity issue. It's it can be the happiest go luckiest dog in the world can be leash reactive. It just wants to meet people and meet dogs, and they they sound like sometimes they sound like you know crazy banshees, like they sound aggressive, but they're just actually friendly. So I think it's really really hard for your average dog owner to train on a slip lead. Yeah. It's possible, but I think it's really hard. So what we'd like you to do is start leveraging tools. So get yourself a good old prong collar. Watch our videos on how to fit it, how to introduce it, um, and how to how to how to use it. And you know, a lot of people. I'm very aware of the conversation about you know you shouldn't use a prong collar. You know, the whole don't train with pain, which is all a bunch of bullshit. That whole conversation, that whole narrative is just bullshit. You know, millions and millions and millions of dog owners are using prong collars successfully and it's got nothing to do with pain it helps leverage training for your average dog owner who does not have the skill set to do what dog trainers do because there is a skill set involved um you can help it definitely helps you with your walk and all i know is this i have seen so many dogs pull on a slip lead, flat buckle collar, martingale, to the point where they're choking, they throw up, and I've even seen some pass out. And that creates massive tracheal damage. Just, just think about it logically of a noose around a dog's neck pulling. What do you think that does? And of course, a prong collar looks barbaric, but it doesn't tear or impale dogs. It's actually designed to be the gentlest tool there is. Yeah. It's just the way it's just the way it is. It's the way it is. So there's a lot of lies and misinformation out there that is put out there by a certain population of the dog training world and the general public to scare owners to not use certain methodologies, tools, philosophies. And unfortunately, dog owners are left struggling. So as somebody who's worked with over 10,000 dogs and trained, you know, another 5,000 at uh, uh, seminars, as well as with social media, prong collars are going to be um, a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful tool to help you communicate to your dog what you want. Next. I just like, I just saw that Chris Buell is on the show. We have, haven't talked to him in forever. Mm. And this little pet, how weird is his wife's brand obsession with happiness. Oh, I wow. remember, remember she gave this pet yes. to me when we yep. visited them. Sandy, yep. 
Look at that. Look at that. Small, small world. That hey, he's on the show. Hey, Chris. Hope hey, Chris. you're doing well. And then it made me think of that clip that we made with him when we were down there. I don't think I ever actually posted it. I think you did. I don't think I did. Okay, look for it. <laughs> it's so old. Um, all right. Molly said, love you guys. Love you too, Molly. Kaylani said, hey, guys. Hey, Kaylani. Jessica, parking lot back. Hey, Hi, see you next month for the leisure activity. Your front desk was amazing, helping with the forms. They weren't working. And I'm excited to get some refresher training on the e collar for my confidence as an owner. I hope it doesn't rain. Awesome. Yeah. If I it, don't know. If it rains, don't the worry. We're on lately. We'll, 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 we've got plenty of indoor space to duplicate a lot of stuff. And if you fall here, it's definitely a softer landing. Next. Um, Jesse, good day. Jeff and Joelle, thank you for all your free videos you share with the world. I always recommend you guys. I was telling a guy last night about Create Training and gave him your YouTube link. He loved you instantly. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I, I, I definitely have a love-hate relationship with people, <laughs> but I will say- there's no in between. I, there is, though, because- There I, isn't. Well, there's, there a, is there's a lot of people who started out hating me and have flipped. Yeah, but it's still love or yes, hate. Yes, correct. There's no one who's like, I'm on the fence about Jeff Gelman. Yes. Yes, there's, <laughs> there's, there's definitely people that, but then there's also people out there that just see like these clips that they immediately go like ballistic. It's like, have you not even checked out our body of work? So if you're sitting here right now trolling my show because you saw an edited video clip, which is taken completely out of context, all I ask you to do is, is I don't blame you for not liking me. The clip is is, is is can be definitely interpreted as disturbing, but there's a huge amount of context uh, behind that clip, and those clips are taken from our our actual videos. And what you can do is look through our Facebook, look through our Instagram feed, and you'll really see the body of work that we do. Though you might not agree with everything, it's far it's farthest, farthest, farthest from the narrative. Um, uh, Joel is about to put out a nice little seminar video clip uh, tomorrow. Um, I think it's, it's, it's queued up for tomorrow that you're going to do yeah. the, the one that you made over the weekend. Um, and, uh, again, these are real people working with real dogs. And, um, I think you'll find out when you actually look at the actual facts, the body of work speaks for itself, even if you don't agree with everything yeah. that I'm doing next. Uh, Bernadette, I have seven dogs, GSDs. One of my males always growls when another dog walks by, sometimes even when they don't. He loves people, but I believe he is jealous. We have an e-collar. We have e-collar trained, but it doesn't phase him. He still does it. What else can I do? So let's get rid of the word jealous, or we can keep the word jealous, and I know what it means, but dogs actually, jealousy is not one of their, their things. Um, but I, the, the dog is more likely resource guarding you. Um, just because you have an e-collar though, it might not be on snug enough. Or I would say that uh, at least 50% of the people out there using remote collars, they have improper fit. Mm -hmm. So fit is extremely, extremely important. So you want to make sure you've got it on snug enough. Most people actually don't have it on snug enough. If it's not on snug enough, then what happens is the, the, the contact points don't make contact there. <laughs> therefore what happens is, um, it doesn't work. So also your levels, I don't know what brand you're using. There's a lot of crappy brands out there, but a decent brand turned up higher. Remember when the dog is growling or snarling or even barking, that increases their drive. What, hap what, what has to happen is you've got to go up higher on the remote. What level? The level that shuts the dog up. 
Don't look at the number, watch the dog. Next. Andrew, thoughts on using e-collar to correct behaviors, barking at visitors, barking at things outside with the fence, trying to jump over the fence. 100% is all three of those things e-collars are good for. There's a false narrative out there. I did a one-on-one -on -one consult uh, today with uh, somebody that, that, that um, they were like, you know, you should never correct a dog on an e-collar. E-collars have been designed to correct dogs. That's not the only thing you can do with them, but that's one of the most wonderful things you can do with them. So for anybody, any professional to say never correct a dog on an e-collar is highly misinformed. They don't understand actually learning theory. They don't understand what goes behind an e-collar and they don't understand how to apply a punisher to a dog for an unwanted behavior. And the only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through punishment which is the which is the actual science term if people want to start quoting science but you can also call it a correction if you want to you can call it an interrupter if you want to the bottom line is it's an applied punishment that's how you stop an unwanted behavior you say no and then you punish also there's a conversation out there that punishment just suppresses the behavior and doesn't get rid of the behavior that's probably one of the more stupid comments out there that i've ever heard Suppressing a behavior is not a bad thing. Mm. When it comes to humans and when it comes to dogs, the act of suppression is not a bad thing. We all live in a world where we suppress things. That's what keeps us out of jail, hopefully. That's what keeps us from getting fired. That's what keeps us in hopefully healthy relationships is suppression. That's what keeps our anger in check. True that. That's what keeps it in your pants is suppression. And then after you talk to anybody that's ever struggled with addiction, thank God they have suppression in order to stay sober until it turns into a habit of not doing drugs, not drinking, not smoking cigarettes. So this comment that, oh, it just suppresses the behavior, my point is, and what's your point? Why is that bad? Why is that bad? So some people should be suppressing their behaviors a little bit more. Keyboard warriors. Next. Ooh, spicy. Um, Kaolani, where do you recommend buying Herm Springer collars from? Looking to buy in bulk since I use them for so many clients. Right now, it is very, very difficult yeah. to buy. There is a um, about a hundred thousand piece nationwide in the United States shortage of in a back order situation of prong collars. All everybody is scrambling for prong collars right now. Everybody is scrambling for prong collars. So I actually don't know. Six of our suppliers are out of them. There is a humongous shortage of them. Next. Jay Ron, good evening, guys. Hey, Jay Ron. Kathy B. Hey, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. Kelly, wait, what? That's unreal. Sorry to hear that. Never banned from our place. Um, yeah. You should see the lies that go on about me. It is it is beyond incredible. If people knew, I'm gonna start talking about it more because I'm gonna start going toe-to-toe -to -toe with cancel culture because for 20 years, I've stayed silent. For 20 years, I've banned and deleted. For 20 years, I've never responded. And I've just shown my body of work. But it's to the point now where my family, myself, my staff, my clients are being harassed and threatened with violence. So people will be starting getting called out.
people will started getting called out as they deserve to be. Like if you want to start spreading rumors and lies and, and, and put it in print, well, it's about time you start getting called out. And just to let everybody know, anything on social media is not private, even if you think it is. Next. 499 top chat from Andy, the great one. Thank you, Andy, the great one. There wasn't a question with it, though. Oh, sorry, Andy, if you got a question. Um, Andrew said red tick coonhound for reference. Oh, the dog that's like doing all the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah. The breed doesn't matter. So some breeds are more sensitive than others. I shouldn't say that. Let me take that back. Some dogs are more sensitive than others. It doesn't matter the breed. Next. Lindsay, thanks for everything. Question about if you ever suggest moving off the prong. Is that ever the goal, especially with my Aussie service dog? Or is it acceptable to consider them fully trained but on tools? So this is the thing. Whatever makes your life easier. The, there is a narrative that says if you still have to use tools, then your dog is not trained. I think that's a shaming comment for owners to be left struggling. I think the, the, um, the goal is to eliminate the problems, to make your life better, to have a happier life with your dog to be able to do more things with your dog, not to get rid of tools. If tools allow you to do those things, then why not use them? But what, what the narrative is, also a tool doesn't train a dog, just the tool itself. In other words, we food train dogs. We do classical positive reinforcement training. We know how to shape behaviors, lure behaviors, and reward behaviors. We're very, we've got a high skill set in that. If I, if I presented the yummiest food in the world for my dogs and I told them to um, roll over, one of my dogs does no roll over, but let's say I, I presented it to a, one of my dogs that doesn't know roll over. Roll over, here's food. My dog's not going to roll over, but you should roll over, here's food. I'm, 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 I've got food here. Food trains dogs. Here, here's food. Because food doesn't train the dog. Dog training trains the dog. Food is used either as a lure or a reward. If I told a dog that didn't know down and I said down and it didn't down and I just it hit the button on the remote and the dog felt stim, it wouldn't just down. You still have to train. So tools don't necessarily train. Dog training trains. I think it's really important for folks to understand that. So you still have to understand the methodology. Now, when does a remote collar train a dog without any training involved? To stay out of trash cans. The dog goes in the trash can. You heavily correct the dog. You make it uncomfortable to go in the trash can. Dog gets up on the counter and counter surfs. You make it uncomfortable to do that. Gets in the litter box, things like that. That's what you can do. But for obedience work, no, there is a very long, it takes longer to remote collar train a dog on a, on, a, on a remote for obedience than it does to food train a dog. Next. Um, Gabrielle, hi, Jeff and Joelle. Love all your free videos. Helping me train my eight-week-old Basset Hound Australian Shepherd pup. What age should I start prong or e-collar work? I'd wait a little bit, probably about 14 weeks. Right now, you should be doing a ton of food training, marker training, um, 
hundreds and hundreds of reps of every single command, lots and lots of structure, focus on potty training as well, and do lots and lots of drills over and over and over again of every single command. Next. Julie Starnes, hi Jeff and Joelle, sending love from Nebraska. Hey, love you, Julie. Uh, Big Mo the Dawn, good evening from Louisiana. I have an eight month old pit bull lab. I tie him out often to use the restroom. When he is outside and I leave in my car, he goes crazy just outside, not in the house. How can I stop this? When he's, where's he tied out? In the yard, it sounds like. Oh, remote collar can stop that. Yeah. And for all the people out there saying you shouldn't tie out a dog, sorry, but this gentleman probably doesn't have, maybe he's not allowed to have a fence. Maybe he doesn't have the budget for a fence. And a tie out is a common thing. It's not the biggest, it's not the worst thing in the world. We're not talking about being tied to a cinder block where the dog can't move more than two feet. You know, it's just like most dogs fall asleep. It's not the worst thing. So, you know, they also sell stakes that screw into the ground that are used as tie outs. I mean, it's a, it's a very, it's a very common thing. It's a good safety protocol. Um, so you can use a remote collar to shut up the nonsense. Next. Christy, my one and a half year old Roddy female is very social and loves people and dogs. But when she plays and a dog growls and aggressive sounds, my dog looks sideways, attacks at the neck, no longer playing. So is it rough play or is it an attack? Okay. If it's an attack, what you need to do is train your dog the out command. So also you can keep if things start escalating, you have to, you can just turn off the play instantly. Turn off the play instantly. Next. Mm. Dana, I can't believe I'm here for a live. Love you and all you do. Oh, love you too, Dana. Christy, I use an e-caller. No, and she listens, but I need to catch her. What do I do? For which, for, for, for which behavior? I have no idea. So, you know, for a bad behavior, you have to catch the dog in the act to mark it with the no, you do have time afterwards to apply your punisher, but I'm not sure what behavior we're talking about. Sorry. <clears throat> Luba, my chihuahua mix is on a prong because he's a weird little spaz. It works. He doesn't have to like it, but it doesn't choke him. Yeah. I mean, all dogs can benefit from any training tool, you know, whatever it seems to be. I think that, that folks have just got this, you know, remote collars, prong collars are two of the big things and bonkers, obviously, which is a soft cotton towel. That's the one that blows my mind the most. Um, uh, mm. uh, They're the really, really against. And it's this whole concept of everything should be fun, nice, gentle, rainbows, food, and love, and um, um, to, to train a dog. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, you don't spend much time in the footsteps or the shoes of the folks that have tried all those things and are really, really struggling. And I can't tell you how many dogs go to dog trainers, such as like a leash reactive workshop, and they're literally kicked out of the class saying, come back when your dog is less leash reactive. And it's like, that's why we showed up in the first place. And there's so many owners that are just left struggling. Um, I think that it's important that, that people be able to have access to tools in order to help them eliminate behaviors because rewards are not going to stop unwanted behaviors. So a positive reinforcement. So anybody that ever says there was somebody that came on our page 
about you know aggression and they're like i fixed my dog with positive reinforcement from aggression and i did everything short of calling them a liar but i'll say it now you're a liar the reason why is you're a liar is because positive reinforcement by nature by science increases a behavior it doesn't stop a behavior so you're lying you you didn't stop it with positive reinforcement it can't be done you had to apply a punisher now you might not think you did but let me explain that if you put a leash on your dog it acted as a punisher because you took away the 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 amount of real estate your dog can go to so if your dog has the habit of lunging at dogs and you put a leash on your dog the leash acted as a punisher because now the dog doesn't have free access to get to the dog. It's as simple as that. A punisher can be anything. Rest restricting the real estate the dog can get to was is it's called a punisher. So unfortunately, there's people out there that are utilizing corrections and punishers that actually are not familiar, but putting a leash on a dog is not positive reinforcement training. So we can go into this deep all day long, but you can't rehab aggression without a correction. Next. 499 from Anna. What can I do about my six month puppy not listening to me? I've had him for three weeks, lots of reps, but I find myself repeating the command at least twice. So twice is not bad. If you've had the dog for three weeks and you've already done your hundreds of hundreds of reps, now it's time to correct for non-compliance of a known behavior. So for instance, let's say your dog knows sit and you say sit, but your dog doesn't sit. But let's say you took out a piece of kibble or a treat and your dog immediately sat. That means the dog knows sit. It's waiting for something better. So what you can do is you can say sit. If the dog doesn't sit, you say no, do a firm leash pop. Now all of a sudden the dog sits. Aha, the dog does know sit. Try it again, say sit, watch how quickly the dog sits. So now the concept is the dog is trying to avoid the correction. A lot of people will criticize that philosophy saying the only reason the dog is listening is because it's trying to avoid a correction. And my response is, and what's your point? Doesn't life revolve around avoiding consequences it used to right <laughs> don't we not break the law because of the consequence don't we show up to work on time because of the consequence don't we talk respectfully to our parents because of the consequence don't we um uh, are respectful towards our loved ones and our spouse because of the consequence don't we not commit crime because of the consequence life revolves it's called life it's called reality and unfortunately, for some reason, some people think dogs are these innocent creatures that don't have to follow those rules. Knowing that these animals are predators and they have the power to kill, harm, and humans as well as destroy personal property, I think it's important that, that dogs get both sides of the conversation. Next. True story. Uh, Morale said, thanks, Jeff and Joelle. I agree. We'll try that. Thanks for the guidance. Excellent. You're welcome. Sharon, we have a dog that is a rescue. We've had a, <clears throat> we have had him for three or four years now. He will not go on walks with us by himself. He 
He'll only go on a pack with the other two dogs. He needs the extra exercise, but is fearful to go on his own. Right. Any suggestions on how we can get him to not be so fearful? So what's number one? Let's stop calling him introducing your dog as a rescue. You have a dog. The dog you have had has had three or four years. You've had three or four. And this is not a shaming and don't, don't throw F-bombs at me. You've had three or four years to, to work on this. Unfortunately, you've not gotten the right information. No fault of yours. Get yourself a prong collar. Walk to the front door and walk. The dog puts on the brakes. Keep walking. Leash pops if you have to. We deal with some extremely fearful dogs that don't live with other dogs. And they're just afraid of the environment. So what you do is you just do it. Work the dog through its fear. The best way to work the dog through its fear is by actually doing the work. A lot of people say use food to encourage the dog. Anybody that's anybody that's ever worked with fearful dogs knows that fearful dogs don't take food. Anybody that works with fearful dogs knows that fearful dogs don't take food. Fact. If a dog takes food, it's not fear being fearful then. Okay? So what your dog is doing is your dog has trained you, which makes you normal. It happens to tons of people. So as soon as you start having this attitude of we're going for a walk, it's not negotiable. We are going. If you have children, a lot of children don't want to put on their winter coats. It's zero degrees outside. This is not a discussion. It's non-negotiable. The coat is going on. So you either put it on voluntarily or I will put it on you myself. It's the same thing with a walk. You're not asking your dog to climb up a ladder. Next. I was always that kid with the winter jacket. I'm sure you were. Hated it. I'm sure you were. Hated it. Christopher said, that's awesome. Miss y'all. Shirtless dog trainer. Miss you too, buddy. Love you. Kelly, have you worked with Marimas? 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 <laughs> Is that a breed? Um, I, I might have, but I don't know the, I don't recognize that breed, but, but it, it's, if it's a dog, the answer is it's a dog. So I want, yes, some people will say, oh, but this breed of dog is difficult. I'm a pet dog trainer. I teach basic obedience and I stop unwanted behaviors, knowing that that's what my skill set is. And knowing that my skill set is skews higher on the stopping unwanted behavior just because I do more of it for people. Um, whatever your dog's issues are, I can help you with them. So the breed, so much misinformation is out there about breeds that they need to be trained a certain way. And it goes across the board. I can't tell you how many, how many books say, well, this breed shouldn't be a correction, shouldn't be used on this breed. Mm. I said, if it's a if it's a dog and you want it to stop unwanted behavior, then the correction has to be used. The breed of the dog doesn't matter. The, 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 the behavior of the dog warrants the philosophy. The behavior of the dog warrants the philosophy. So if you're doing what I want you to do, I will reward you. If you're doing what I don't want you to do, I will apply a punisher to you. If you don't know what to do, I will teach you next. Yes. Teach. Um, 
Ben, I have a seven-month-old German Shepherd that I use a prong collar on, but when I give her a hard correction, she freaks out and whines and screams. Would you just work through it? Thank you. Historically, there are dogs that even without a prong collar, any leash pressure at all, the dog screams. We have dogs that when you put a slip lead on them just to take them out to the bathroom, they scream their heads off. Literally, there's like such little pressure. They just scream. It's called an objection. It's no different than you tell your child they can't have a certain item from a grocery store and they totally, totally flip out. It's no different than you telling your teenager that you can't use the car tonight and they walk up to the TV, rip it off the wall and smash <laughs> it to the ground. That's a little dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. That It's like that, beha that, con that behavior doesn't match up with my words. So it's no different than a dog. Next. Scott, what's up? You guys kick ass. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Jessica, LOL. I'm so thrilled. Joelle used my parking lot Patty nickname. I'm famous. Yes, you are. I also put your George Jefferson video up. That's true. You I had, ask and you shall receive. I had parking lot Patty tattooed to my right butt cheek. <laughs> <laughs> with a little heart. A little, the arrow going That little heart. That's right. Holly, popping in on a quick snack, lunch break, hugs and gratitude for all you do. Hey, Holly. Hey, Holly. Love you, too. She's such a nice person. Yes, she is. Tom said, word up, Jeff. Hey. Jesse, haha, -ha, I'm on the fence about Jeff Gelman. Fake news. Yeah, it's true. Tom said, how can anyone not like you? <laughs> um, there's a lot of reasons, Tom. Number one, I'm very, very outspoken. I don't, I have, I'm very opinionated. I speak the truth. That's probably what a lot of the hate comes from is that I speak the truth and I speak it with confidence. And I also don't back down from the truth. And I've been consistent for the last 20 years. There's a lot of also people that are in the industry that don't like that I speak out. That's what a lot of it is. Some people don't like that I swear. Some people like that I don't correct dogs. Some people don't like that I, I don't agree with them. See, this is the thing. Unfortunately, we live, in a, we live in a time where if you don't agree with somebody, they're bad people. Mm. That's that's the thing. So if you don't think the way that I think, I hate you. I don't think that way. I love you no matter what. So I have huge amounts of empathy. See, the thing is, when you have hate in your heart, you'll lose your empathy. So if there is somebody that you don't like, you need to flip it. By flipping it and not hating them, then allows you to have empathy. With that comes love and caring for that person. That doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. That doesn't mean you have to do things with them. But hate is a very, very toxic, toxic feeling to have towards somebody. It, it clogs up your whole, your whole being. Sure does. It's not healthy for you to hate. So you could, you could d disagree with somebody but that doesn't mean you need to hate them. And unfortunately, there's a huge amount of the population that have a huge amount of hate towards me. Ironically, I don't, I don't hate them. I don't hate them. I find it in my heart to have empathy for them, hoping that they can get over their hate to, to live a better life. Next. It's very, it's like some therapy shit right there. 
Cool. There you go. Saved everybody 125 bucks this week. It's true. Yep. Um, Dakota says, hey, guys, any tips for getting a high prey drive dog to deal with and maybe even like a kitten? I'm currently using the e-collar when she locks onto the cat and things are slowly progressing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple different philosophies on that. I mean, you can always put the dog into avoidance and then work your way backwards. You know, I mean, you know, are they going to be like that perfect Instagram photo where they just like spoon next to each other? I don't know. My first, my first role is let's keep the cat, you know, the cat alive next. Anthony, my dog has become more nervous and scared in his own home. He is scared to walk past the couch to his bowl. Any suggestions? He will go buy it with the e-collar on, but he never was this way. Yeah, dogs start getting irrational fears for for multitude of things. The dog could have been walking by the couch and all of a sudden a firework went off. The dog could have been walking by the couch and all of a sudden the dog heard a loud crash or noise from the kitchen or thunder or something like that. And then there's that association um, that the couch, like something scary about the couch. So what I do is whenever a dog is afraid of something, it's a rational level of expectation, like walking by a couch, leash up the dog and walk by the couch, do it 20 times, and then drop the leash and have the dog walk with you. Next. Andy the Great, hi from Chicago. Dog will roll over and fountain pee every time it's approached to be leashed up with a slip. That's disgusting. Tips for stopping this. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. <laughs> the worst so you got a couple of options here <laughs> number one i would put a freaking clothespin on that dog's dick number two i would learn how to lasso that dog so you can just lasso the dog and you don't have to get close to him so you can take him for a walk i think what you're going to do <laughs> is you're going to put the dog into a down reinforce the down and then gear up the dog um and then what you can do is once that dog is into a down you're going to get yourself a clicker and food and what you're going to do is role play with another leash the dog's in a down and leash the dog click reward take the leash off click reward leash the dog click reward and then you just need to repattern it you just mm -hmm. need to re-pattern it that sounds like it's excitement p next timothy hi jeff my one and a half year old golden is very well trained I wanted to move off leash since those commands are understood. And I started at the lowest level and he shut down terrified. Mm. Well, all depends on the brand the of collar the could run hot. Yeah. yeah. So all depends on the remote, the remote. Are we here? Sorry. Whoa, guy. it's wicked bright now. Yeah. I lost. We. I think we had a power. We had a power surge. I think so too. Because yeah. did you hear my phone? Yeah. That weird ding. Yeah, we had a power surge. That's why the lights. This is back it's on the. Wicked bright now. That's because it's on the um the original settings. I bet it just says. I bet it just says twenty seven behind it. Yep. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, we had a power surge. Now mine just bumped out though. Yep. So. Um, uh, what was the question? I don't know. I don't know where we are anymore. Oh, shoot. Hold on. Um, oh, the dog shut down on the remote. Oh, so your, your remote, your remote might run hot. 
the remote might right might run hot. Also, you want to make sure you take your dog through all the stages of remote collar training, priming, continuous stim, non-compliant stim, and correction. If the remote runs too hot, you're going right up to correction, which is freaking the dog out. So you still have to train the dog on how to understand the remote next, even if it's trained off remote. Next. Um, I gotta find my spot. I got bumped. Um, okay, Terry. Those who mentioned the highly edited bonk video, I quickly educate. I've changed the minds of many after they actually watch the entire content. Thank you. you. Guys. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people are not interested in it because they're all they all they care about is that I hit a dog. You know, the thing is this: is that it's 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 our video. We posted it. We posted we like we posted the video. You know, I'm not going to post a video that I'm not proud of. Um, that dog was pulling its owner out of a wheelchair, going after dogs, smashing her face to the ground and injuring her. And in right live, right in front of everybody, the dog um, stopped doing it. And um, it's 135 pound Great Pyrenees. Unfortunately, that one split second clip looks like I'm hitting a dog that's innocently doing nothing. The issue is the dog wasn't innocently doing nothing. The dog was loading. And if people don't know what load, people don't know what loading is. Loading is the precursor to a bad behavior. In this dog's case, it's exploding and going after other dogs, which were actually in the background behind the camera, which you can see in the full unedited video. That's got an extremely well-written narrative to it. Um, so that's where a lot of folks um, struggle with. It's also a soft cotton towel. It's not a brick. We should just like repost it, but I feel like I'm like nobody's even like they want to. They don't really. They don't care. They don't, they don't, that's the they, thing. They, they, they don't. They don't care. They they only care about the. It's right on our YouTube channel. Anybody can see it. Yeah, but we can always repost it. I mean, I'll repost it tomorrow. I don't care. Um, Christine, hi. We have a rescue. Oh, I already read that one. Um, mm -hmm. Andrew, so thanks for the response and all that you do. You're welcome. Jadrian said, also, I've missed you guys. Love you. Oh, missed you too. Love you too. Jennifer, my dogs, I have four, are awesome. They are obedient and walk on a leash great. When I'm home and say no, they stop what they're doing. But one dog has an issue with extreme barking when I pull in the driveway. When I walk in the house, the barking stops. I try to e-collar while I'm in the driveway. But mm. if I go higher, she only won't stop and will just keep on going. It's the only thing I can't stop. She even tries to stop herself and she holds a toy in her mouth. LOL. <laughs> So it sounds like the dog just literally has got muscle memory as far as like it can't stop. So you want to work the dog through that. When you go higher, sometimes you've got to like start out high and just totally squash it. If you had somebody inside, the bonker would work. No, and then bonk. So you pull in the driveway, somebody else is inside. No, and bonk. Next. Kathy, love you. My Murphy will be coming to see you soon. Can't wait. Awesome. Oh, you know, I love Murphy. You know what else you can do is you on the remote collar, do tone instead. So what you'll do is you'll press tone and somebody else will bonk. Now tone is the precursor instead of your no. So tone now has huge value. The bonker actually can work better than the remote collar. Next. Um, Kaylani, at what time would you activate the e-collar for dogs who jump over the fence? I've had dogs who do things like standing up on hind legs before jumping, but just curious about how to correct a dog who soars over the fence without warning. 
saw a dog do this with their owner just this afternoon. Yeah. So that's going to be a tricky one. You sort of have to, you could do it a bunch of different ways. It all depends on how dogs jump over fences. Some dogs literally just clear the fence without even touching the fence. Um, other dogs will climb over the fence. Um, sometimes people use coyote rollers. If you don't know what a coyote roller is, just look it up. So what I would do is if I, it would be, I would keep a long line on the dog for safety, obviously. And I would hold the long line knowing that the dog can only get to the top of the fence. So I don't, the dog doesn't actually make it over the fence and we're hanging the dog. So it would have to come back into the yard no matter what. So what I would do is I would set the dog up to fail, let it try to get over the fence. As soon as it got over the fence, hold onto the leash and remote collar really, really high. Then you can start making it so almost like the underground fence technology where any approach of the fence, like within a meter or so, would get a correction. Next. Lindsay, my six-year-old rescue has fear aggression, but using the e-collar and prong has helped, except she visibly trembles and low growls while in a down. Should I use stim to correct or let her work through it? Yes, let's stop calling the dog a rescue. All dogs are rescue. I just say that just because it lets, it puts something in people's brains that might um, not take them to the maximum capabilities of their dog. That's all no disrespect to anybody. When a dog, um, believe it or not, fearful, nervous dogs, a remote collar is a wonderful, wonderful tool. It can help stop the cycling that's going on in the dog's head. It can help the flight response from the dog that it wants to do when it gives them something um, else to do, which is to not flee. Also, you can reinforce commands and work dogs through fear. The the shaking is the, is the dog's lack of um, running away, of dealing with its normal coping mechanism, which we probably didn't like. You can actually low-level remote collar the shaking, um, or you can also let the dog work through it, but just keeping them in one spot as well. Next. Lucky Coast. Jeff, I started leash walking my American Bulldog around the yard before play to get him ready for e-collar per your advice. He has responded fantastically to walking, and now I'm ready for e-collar. Awesome. Good job. Proud of you. PCBRS. My dog was good with his eating, but recently he eats super slow or not at all. And now he growls and I take it away. What should I do? So for the, I'll, I'll address the growling for taking it away. Well, I can address all of it. Actually, the dog is probably getting sketchy eating around people for some weird reason why I don't know. Um, but as far as the growling, I've got a good resource guarding video. It's the out command and it works usually in one second. So all these dogs that are being killed for resource guarding, they all can be fixed in one to three seconds. I don't say managed, I say fixed, I say eliminated. You can actually eliminate resource guarding in one to three seconds. All these dogs that are in shelters that are being killed, all these dogs that are being turned in, I understand why you would turn your dog in. If you're walking by your dog, your child is walking by your dog and your dog attacks you, I understand why a family would do that. So, um, but it can all be fixed, fixed, eliminated, not managed, but eliminated with a remote collar in about one to three seconds. And I've got a free video on that next. Kim, I just started training with pinch collar and I'm told to keep dog from stopping and smelling and just walk. So how do I tie in potty breaks? 
So what you do is you, the human, decide to stop. Obviously, if you're walking and the dog literally puts on the brakes, drops trow, and starts going to the bathroom, you're going to stop. But historically, most dogs are allowed to wander and sniff on the walk, which when they're off leash, I don't really care. But when we're on the walk, we're working. We're going from point A to point B, and we're doing a 360-degree circle, or we're doing you know whatever path you decide to take. So what you can do is you can decide 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes in your walk, I'm gonna stop, say go potty, loosen up the leash, give the dog whatever, up to 30 seconds to go to the bathroom. The dog either goes or doesn't go. If it doesn't go, back into a heel and keep going. Next. Um, Camila, hey, I'm using your techniques with my Kana Corso. He started walking with his head down in a nervous way and shaking his head a lot. How can I fix this? Um, if you have a prong collar on your dog, just pop the dog up. A lot of times dogs change their body position. It's not because they're in pain. It's not because they're necessarily scared. What you've done is you've put your dog into a different state of mind. That's the biggest thing we see. I feel like we need more context on this though. Like she says with our techniques, but like, are you using remote? Are you right, using prong? Right, right. Are you stimming every single time you say heel? Like there's, you have to introduce the e-collar a certain way. Yeah. We have super specific videos on it. But if you're just stimming and correcting your dog every single time it forges, you are going to get a dog that might actually start to shake its head on the command. Yeah. So that's what you Thank don't you. want, Thank which you. actually means you're not doing our technique and you might have to just go back and watch the videos and retrain your heel. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's a very specific protocol. Yeah, We've got very, very specific protocol, certain tools we use, but there's also the training behind training behind it. Yeah. I just want people to understand it's not just pushing a button. Yeah. You can't just correct your dog and expect it to heal properly. Right. Right. <clears throat> Michelle. Hi, I enjoy following you guys and hearing, watching all the training. Maybe out of the scope here, but I have a GSD that is working line with a very low drive. Have you seen a low drive working line become a great pet? He is smart and sweet, but I am pulling off of scent work and have started doing obedience. Mm. I knew when I bought him, he was low drive, but I was hoping to build it up. He's mm. just turning a year old yep. and has picked up obedience fairly quickly, but we have a long way to go. Yeah, what I would do is I would talk to somebody that's in the sport dog world about increasing drive. That's their, that's their arena is to increase drive and there's ways that they've got to do it next. Drazzy ant girl. Wow. Guys, I saw the videos of the Husky. He's doing so much better. Yeah. The Husky's doing fantastic. There was two videos of two dogs working with girl on um, resource guarding. Watch those videos. I think they went up today. They're pretty impressive. They're pretty impressive what these dogs are doing next. Karen. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Thanks for all you do for owners and their dogs. You're welcome. Um, Shelly, while walking my dogs, one was attacked and killed by a loose dog. Wow. My other dog, usually well-balanced, has been a wreck. How can I help her? Yeah. So who's that? Awful, Shelly. So Shelly, I'm, I'm terribly, terribly sorry, Shelly. And it's, um, I talk about that a lot. I talk about when a loose dog comes at you you kick it and you kick it with intent to harm it. A lot of people struggle with that. Well, tell that to Shelly who lost her dog because of an off-leash dog. Doesn't anybody care about Shelly's dog? So nobody wants to harm a dog, but Shelly's dog is no longer with her because of an off-leash dog. So I'd rather harm another dog, scare another dog away, inflict discomfort to another dog, and come home with all my dogs. 
I mean, that's beyond common sense, beyond common sense. It can be life or death or expensive vet bills. And now we're left, Shelly's left with a dog that's, what, nervous? Yeah. Nervous. So number one, I would, it's going to be hard for you to do. It's going to be hard for you to do. Start your walks with confidence. Do your walks with confidence. You're most likely really nervous. You're probably grieving. We all grieve differently. And there's a different energy about you on the walk. So what I'd like you to do is do your best to walk with confidence. Do your best to walk as upbeat as possible. Do your best to engage your dog with the walk. When you're ready for your next dog and everybody swears they'll never get another one, there's a lot of wonderful dogs out there that need great homes, Shelly. And I'm sure you're a fantastic owner. Um, you get another dog next. Um, Josh, using educator collar with comfort pad for backpacking and river trips has been leaving raw area. What do you think the problem is? Um, you, your dog probably has an allergen. Also, what's happening is when the collar gets wet, it's not drying off. Therefore, it's creating um, like a... Like a contact sore. Like, 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 a, con like a contact sore. sore. So make sure you're mo moving the collar around. Also letting it air dry. Next. Bo, greetings from Oso and Mom. The vet and tech could not stop praising Oso today. Hmm. I think that's glad a, he's still doing well. That's a dog that came to us quite a while ago. He was part of the COVID bunch. Yep. Remember, he was here for like a lot longer because it was like when everything originally got locked down. That's right, and he's still doing well. Oh, Oso. Yep. Christy, sorry I wasn't clear earlier. When my Roddy is playing and attacks the dog at the neck, I've trained the out command and used an e collar but I want to know how to make her suppress this behavior. So you'd have to, you, you, you've got to start, there's going to be some management in there, but I don't know. The, 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 the thing is like my German shepherds play like that. They play rough like that. That is a form of play. So you can, you've got to catch the dog right before it goes there and out, out it. It's, it's, it can be challenging. That's going to be a challenging one, right? Actually would need to see it. I need to see it and I need to see like what the, the intent, intent the, the intent of the dog is. There's an intent is a lot. A lot of people freak out about rough play. I'm not saying you're wrong and that it's not going to lead to a potential fight, but so many times people have seen none of my current dogs do this now, but my dogs in the past have been fighting and they're like, Oh my gosh, they're fighting. I'm like, no, that's just rough play. Next. Christy, sorry, oh, I already read that. Liz, I'd like to ask how to teach my puppy to be a bit more neutral on walks. He stops when he sees people in the neighborhood and in a populated area, he wants to pull me to other people because he wants pets from them. So don't allow your dog to do it. So proper heel is proper heel that's next to you. No sniffing, no marking, no pulling. And you keep the dog, keep the dog next to you. So, you know, how does one do that? Prong collar, watch our videos on how to heal. Next. Beverly, shelter dogs, extreme leash biter that escalates to jumping and hand finger biting. Yep. Would bonking rev him up more? Suggestions? No. Thanks. Number one, muzzle up the dog. Get a dominant dog collar if you want to, but bonking would not rev him up more. The only thing I've ever seen bonking do is stop unwanted behaviors. The only thing I personally have ever seen, and I have bonked thousands of dogs. Next. Um, Magdalena. 
Hi, guys. Any suggestions on how to stop a dog from licking? Bonker. Oh, hold on. Oh. My husband hates when our puppy licks him, and I'm not sure how to correct her properly. She's already skittish, especially with men. So I'm worried correcting her when she approaches him or poor correction timing will make a negative association toward him or make her even more unsure and skittish. Any suggestions on how to train husband to love licks? <laughs> I won't even go there. Um, but you can, I won't, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. Um, what we can do is this is the bonker. Um, if you say no first and bonk at the split second, the puppy licks him though. Right. I yeah. wouldn't correct on approaching the husband. I would right. correct on actual say right. no as the puppy's licking. Right. And then you can do a clicker in food and ask the dog to come towards you or put it on a leash and almost bring it towards you. Click and reward. So, like so approaching the, the husband is fine. The licking is not fine. It's classic yes and no training. Next. Big Mo the Don. Thanks for answering my question. My fence parts of it has been destroyed by hurricanes and tornadoes. I don't have the budget to repair it. I'm a disabled vet. Yep. So thank you for your service. And, and yes, thank you. And, you know, <clears throat> it's like that's exactly why you have to do a tie out. It's like this is what folks don't understand. My mom has to do a tie out. Does she leave her dog out all day? No, no but no. she doesn't like, sh she's like 65. She's not training her dog's recall. She has that little wiener dog. It's like, yep. but this <laughs> is also the thing that people have to really, really understand. And this is going back to the whole hate thing. You know, when you are somebody easily could have, was that Bob? Yeah. So somebody easily could have attacked Bob. And somebody could easily have thought negative things about Bob because of the tie out. You don't know what Bob's going through in life. Oh, is, his username's Big Mo the Don. I don't oh, think, Big I don't Mo. Know okay, I thought you said it was Bob. So you don't know what people are going through in life. You don't know what journey they're on. You don't know what, what, what they're struggling with. You don't know anything about them. And when somebody then casts meanness upon them, which is the opposite of empathy and love. That is like the worst thing to do to a human being. And if we really, really, really care about other humans, we would ask questions. Well, why is your dog on a tie out? Oh, you're having a hurricane and your fence blew down. Oh, I understand. And then you can go even one step farther saying, I've got friends in your town. Let me see if I can get some people together to put your fence, fence back, back up. Together, yeah. Right. Hmm. I mean, that's what true caring actually is. Right. And we all say that we care, but like, do you really care? Let's see how much you care. Let's find people in, in, in big Mo's town that can help him put his fence back or a partial fence. So he doesn't have to tie his dog up. Let's all chip in to get, some little stockade fencing or chain link fencing, chicken wire fencing to put around a certain area so we can leave his dog outside for a little bit to go to the bathroom. You know what I mean? It's like, I think people are, are so quick to judge without knowing any of the facts. And people have to understand, you don't know what somebody is going through. Nope. Next. <clears throat> Amanda, hi, J&J. &J. The other night an off-leash dog charged me and my reactive GSD bit him on the leg and my GSD grabbed it by the neck and bit down hard. I separated them and everyone is fine. 
but now he's constantly scanning. How can I work him through this? So the very common that it happens, correct his scanning. So it's terrible that that happened, but correct his scanning. Next. Wesley, um, Maramas or livestock guardian breed similar to Great Pyrenees. Got it. So yes, I've worked with plenty, plenty of livestock guardian breeds every every everything from um you know great great pyrenees to kendall dogs to dog i mean what's which, the one that just came in the other day uh the huge shepherd thing caucasian shepherd i think so yeah, caucasian that shepherd. thing was huge yep. and reactive yep next Linda, you always make me laugh. Oh, thank you, Linda. And hi, Jeff. I have a 10 month old blue healer mix who's very protective of me and my fiance in our apartment building. Yep. She doesn't like other dogs trying to get attention from us either. Yeah. So I've got a video on out away from humans. Watch that video on out away from humans. It's the greatest video for resource guarding dogs. People think of resource guarding as like around the food bowl. Believe it or not, probably the biggest thing a dog resource guards are their owners. Next. Oh, there was actually more to that, but oh, you kind of answered it. He said, only like this with us, goes to daycare. She loves yep, everyone. Yep, yep. She loves us and is submissive, definitely insecure, or just guarding us like a resource. Guarding you, yeah. Um, nice. Kelly, thank you for answering. Yes, I keep hearing that. Oh, no, you can't train them, Marama Sheepdog, as they are independent thinkers, bred to be livestock guardians, and left in a field with stock. Anyway, thanks so much. Need to get the kids off to school now. Keep up the positive outlook. So this is the thing. A true livestock guardian dog is what they do is they limit the amount of contact they have with humans. And from a very young age, they will put them with the livestock with an older dog and they actually leave them there. They actually live outside. Mm -hmm. They hunt for their own food and or they have one handler. They actually don't want human interaction. The issue is that most family pets, which is what we're talking about here, is, is all of these breed-specific things that dogs do. Do you want me to go stop that? No, we're almost done. All these breed-specific things that, that, that we're supposed to be, that dogs have, we can't allow them to be breed-specific. I've got German Shepherds. I've got a Malinois. I can't allow them to be protective of me. You know, I have a gun. I can protect myself. I can protect my home. I can protect my loved ones. They're family pets. You know, they're family pets. If I allowed my dogs to act on their natural impulses, well, then everybody would get bit. So I can't have that. You know, I can't have that. So we can name that with, you know, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of breeds. So your, your, your Pyrenees, does is not hard to, your Pyrenees type dog is not hard to train Mo, a lot of dogs are independent thinkers yeah that's what dog that's where dog training comes in next Bernadette laugh my ass off I love that you swear you're real not fake like these other sour pusses that think they're perfect oh I'm far from perfect I am I am I am fueled with flaws fueled with flaws next Chelsea, do some dogs need bark collars forever? My dog does amazing with collar on and doesn't bark outside at people, but she seems to always bark at people at rare times the collar isn't on. So, I mean, the only way to do it is to is to find out. I mean, you can also do no and a leash pop. You also can do no and then the shock. So, I mean, I think that there, let's say your dog, let's say your dog had to have a bark collar on. Let's just say it's not the worst thing in the world. 
It's not the worst thing in the world. I mean, we have cowers and leashes on our dogs for a lot. We have ID tags on our dogs for a lot. So to me, you know, it's not the worst thing. But if you, you absolutely can eliminate barking. Next. Lauren said, love watching your realness. Thank you. Michaela, I have a six-month-old German Shepherd. She would bark at other dogs. Hair stands up when on a walk, and she sees another dog. Yeah. With correction, she now knows ignore, but as we are walking, her hair still stands up when another dog is near. Does this require continued correction yes. just for her hair being up? And is there a good way to get her to be able to socialize with other dogs? So when the dog's on a leash, it's harder for the dog to socialize. So leash walking and socialization are two different things. A dog that's on a leash can do terrible off leash. It can do, it can do wonderful. Your dog is six months old. It's still, it's going into its, it's still, if you want to correct that, you can. It bothers you, which I know it is right now. It's really right crazy. I know. If you're, what you can do is, you can also, um, what you can do is you you can definitely want to address that hair up, the hair being up because it's just going to get worse. It's just going to get worse as the dog goes into their eight, nine, 10 month, 11 month old phase. So what I would do is I would absolutely stop the behavior. As far as socialization, you need to find a group of dogs that are capable of actually socializing with you. Every dog socializes differently, um, and there's a lot of um, uh, there's a lot of dogs that are that need a, more guidance than you know than other dogs. Okay, um, and Joelle is gone, and I have no idea where she is. Um, I'm done with that. The socialization in the um, uh, uh, six-month-old dog question. Okay. Um... Donna, my dog wears an invisible fence collar outside in our yard. Can he also wear a remote collar along with the invisible fence collar? He has a habit of charging up to his barrier when someone is walking by with a dog. I don't know if I should look into remote collar or use the bonking towel method to correct this habit. Thanks for input. Yep, use the remote collar because you can use that from the house. Next. Brandon, Brandon from TNE Elite Canine here. I'm in shock. My last three clients applied a bonker correctly as I showed them after trying two other trainers. Food, distractions, etc. I'm so confused because it worked. Who would have thought? Yeah. So I'm not confused at all. So kudos to you for doing it. You know, the bonker is there's so many dog trainers out there. There's a couple of things going on out there in the dog training professional world with myself. I I personally know of about a hundred dog trainers, personally know them, like know who they are. I've met them, I've talked to them. A hundred dog trainers that bonk dogs. I only know one that will admit it publicly. One besides myself that will admit it publicly. Well, now you have, so that makes two. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Think about that. There are thousands of dog trainers who use bonkers. There are millions of dog owners that use bonkers. Without even knowing that they're using a bonker. Right. They're just using common sense. Okay. So... People have been throwing shit at their dogs to shut them up for thousands of years. No, look around, pillow, shoe, car keys, like, you know, all, all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff. So I think it's important that, 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 and then you have people that that's one thing. And then you've got people that are blown away at how effective they are. And then you've got people that are just outright blatantly lying about the use. Everything from I have heard that 
using a soft cotton towel on a dog. Of course, there's the cut and paste response that it's abusive. It's not abusive at all. I have heard that it creates brain damage. If anybody thinks that throwing a soft cotton towel on a dog's head to stop them from doing something or for loading is going to cause brain damage, I think you need to reassess your thought pattern. I've heard that it makes eye dogs' eyeballs pop out. Again, if you really think that bonking a dog on its head will make its eyeballs pop out, I think you need to reassess your thought pattern. Number one, it's a great punisher. It is a fantastic punisher. It is probably one of the best bad behavior stoppers out there. It's also great for eliminating arousal. Arousal doesn't have to be a bad behavior. It's just arousal, which could lead to a bad behavior. So we had a happy-go-lucky dog at the seminar this weekend, but he's too overly friendly that he literally jumps around like a jumping bean. And that dog got bonked. And guess what? Now he's a well-behaved. The dog was fully trained, impeccably trained. But he was just too excited about everything. Saw mm-hmm. a dog and he just was like literally jumping up in the air. So no bonk. Now no has value. Next. Diana, why does my dog growl at some dogs and not others with dogs passing by our home? How do I correct? So it's it's energy. Dogs don't, I mean, do you, do you like everybody? You know, I mean, you shouldn't hate anybody, but do you like everybody? Would you have a conversation with everybody? Would you go out to dinner with them or have a drink with them or even dessert? You know, I mean, espresso, it's like, I'll give you a fucking free pass if you buy, you know? So, <laughs> so I, I think, I think that, that, the, the 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 real question is how do I stop it? No consequence. Next, um, Andy the Great. Thanks, Jeff. I'll definitely get to work on that. Yes, it is disgusting. You're welcome, Christy. Yeah, welcome back, guys. Thank you. Ian started using prong recently at recommendation of our trainer. Definitely helping with our confidence and walking in the apartment building. But I feel like she's still getting more aggressive as she ages. Yeah, so the prong collar doesn't make the dog aggressive, which that's not what you're implying. Um, but a lot of people will say that. Unfortunately, out of the 10,000 dogs that we've worked with, I would say 90% of them come in without equipment on, just a flat buckle collar, martingale harness, and they're aggressive. They've never used a prong collar. Yeah. So there goes that There is there goes that argument right there. The argument sense. that all these tools are making dogs aggressive, then why is it that Jeff Gallman of Solid Canine Training and his staff who specializes in aggression rehab are seeing all these dogs come in without using equipment. Oh, and they're already aggressive. So the lack of those tools made the dog aggressive. I mean, if we really want to play word games, let's mm-hmm. go, let's go there. So what's happening is it could be your dog's age. It could be different environmentals. It could be a lot of different things. Not enough leadership guidance, you know, uh, consequences from you, not enough structure. There could be many, many things. Next. Marianne, got my 18-week-old Akita puppy under control after introducing an e-collar. Love you, Jeff. We're on our way to success when she's 120 pounds. Yes, yes. So so I've owned an Akita, um, and Akitas can be extremely challenging. They can be. I mean, any breed can be extremely challenging. I would make sure that you were you are very, very clear with that dog what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. The last thing you want is a aggressive Akita. 
next. Lauren, we utilize prong and e-collar with our field cocker. He still struggles to chill when excited and his drive seems to overtake the correction. We use the mini educator. So what you, what you might want to try to do is the bonker. So we don't want to get rid of dog's drive. I don't get rid of dog's drive at all, but we want to control it. We want to control it. Next. Jadrian, wait, I never heard my answer. Did my comment get lost during the blackout? I think so. Yeah. I don't remember seeing a comment yeah. from you. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't go over um, questions unless you name another trainer or a training facility. We don't like to, you know, because I don't make comments on any other people. Next. Brandon, keep bonking your butts off. I'll continue to push you, your methods, your channel. You, 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 you two are the best around, hands down. Thank you for the compliment. Thank you. There's some really great dog trainers out there, though. Just keep that in mind. Jennifer said thanks for the reply. You're welcome. Terry, they work great, even if the aim isn't great. Worked for us. No, it's true. I've, I've, I've been to seminars where I've said no, and the dog ducked and got out of the way. It still worked. Mm -hmm. Eric said Malinois have no issues clearing fences. No, they don't. They can just literally without touching them. Mm -mm. I know I've got a Malinois. Yep. Little Nessie, how can I get my dog to accept a friendly stranger petting? So, you know, that's an interesting one. So, you know, a lot of dogs don't like spatial pressure. So we have to start rethinking about what does petting actually look like. To a dog that's on a leash, say, nervous, fearful, anxious dog, or even some of your more competent dogs or a dog that's resource guarding you, and they see somebody coming up, they don't look at it as a friendly stranger. They don't know it's a friendly stranger. They see an object moving towards them. I mean, they, they obviously probably know it's another human being. And they usually will see maybe an arm out. They might hear a high-pitched voice. They might see teeth showing. And that really freaks a lot of people out. So the best dogs. way to meet, meet a dog, um, but I say people, dogs, yeah. freak dogs out. The best way to meet a dog is not to meet a dog, is to just be neutral, to exist around dogs. Next. There's a lot of variables there. I'd have to be there to help you guide you through it. Next. Abinob. I can't find a good e-collar in my country. How can I check the e-collars that are available or good quality? Can Husky give me some same obedience as a German Shepherd after using the e-collar? Well, I think it's it's not the breed of the dog. It's the dog. It's the dog. It's the dog. I've had some, like, we've had some drivey Huskies in where I'm like, damn, you look good. And then I've had German Shepherds with no drive. And I'm like, yep. The husky looked better. Right. It just depends on the dog, I think. It's the dog. It's the individual dog. And it's not that each dog has to be trained individually. It's that some dogs, just like some humans, like you've got college athletes that are their number one pick in basketball that literally can't make it to the NBA. And they were the best, the best in their university. Their, their top basketball player wasn't even considered for the NBA. Just think about that. Just think about that. So I think it's the same with, with dogs. It's like, it's not the breed of the dog. It's the dog. It's, it's the dog. It's the dog. Um, and then also, then it's also the training methodology. Then there's the trainer. And then there's the understanding, you know, how to work and troubleshoot through issues. Next. Um, Abinab also said, can e-collar fix aggression? So e-collar is a wonderful, wonderful tool. Training and rehab fixes aggression. The e-collar is a great tool to use with aggression rehab. For There's a lot of folks out there that say never use an e-collar on a 
aggressive dog. That is probably one of the biggest lies out there. That is an actual lie. The reason why I say it's an actual lie is because we have rehabilitated so many dogs and the e-collar was a very, very important part of it. The skill set behind it, the program obviously and the training actually has a lot to do with it. But I think that it's important to understand when folks say, because they blatantly say, never use an e-cow on aggression. That's an outright lie. Next. Eric said the tone precursor works amazingly for many issues. Yes, it does. Yep. Lori, I watched a lady on YouTube that came to help a couple with her dogs. The Doberman had an e-collar and a prong. This lady made them throw them both out and said the dog had no choice but to listen with that on. Another trainer I had come to my house said she was against bonking but for the e-collar. My question to you is mm. what do you say to people that say prongs and e-collars are barbaric when the success is evident? So I don't usually have conversations with them. Um, I, I would probably not have a dog training discussion with them. I would keep it at that. I'd be like, listen, you're in your lane. I'll stay in my lane. And, you know, what I find barbaric is all the dogs that are killed in shelters or killed directly from owner's homes. They could be, they could be easily rehabbed with the proper methodology and help from tools. I also find it barbaric that, that owners are, um, uh, are left struggling for years with problems that can exist. So for somebody to be against tools, that's their right to be against them. But I think we need to make all the information available for owners to make their own rational decision. And the, the proof is in the pudding. There are millions and millions of owners using um, uh, 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 these tools highly successfully around the world. Next. Um, mm -mm. Abinov, if I want to raise a German Shepherd dog, be personal protection. So should I not let any human deal with it or touch it? No, not necessarily. So that's that's out of my skill set. I don't do protection training. What I would do, um, Abinov, 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 Abinov. Um, what I would do is I would um, talk to an actual protection trainer. That's what they do. So. I think he asked a bunch of protection-based yeah, questions. Yeah. yeah. So all your questions we're going to skip over because you need to talk to a, a protection dog trainer next. Um, Camila said, I'm using the remote to deal with leash reactivity, correcting when he's loading on other dogs. Excellent. Excellent. Next. Um, Gretchen. Hi, guys. Bored in my room, quarantined with COVID. Thought I'd swing by and say hi. Oh, thank you, Gretch. Hopefully you get, get better well soon. soon. Lindsay, thank you for your response. Love these pods and all of your work. Oh, thank you so much for listening. Much appreciated. Anne-Marie, my Swiss Shepherd and my Malinois play so rough. Yep. Yep. I like rough play. I like rough play. It's fun to watch. Next. Christy, thank you guys. I'll get a video of attacking or maybe playing and hopefully set up some time to meet with you. I'm in Canada, so too far to visit. Yeah, I do virtual one-on-ones. I do a lot of them. If you go to our website, solidcaninetraining.com, we actually have virtual one-on-ones that you can do. Next. Liz, thank you. I watched as many of those videos this morning. The pup got neutered five days ago, so he's currently housebound. We'll be training yep. hard when he's able to go out again. Yep. Definitely want to give the dog a rest. Next. Watch movies said, but are prong collars or electric collars banned in other countries? Yes, they are. They're absolutely. And, and, and so are um, 
you know, they're definitely banned in, in many countries. Um, women going out at night, women driving um, uh, uh, are also banned as well. And I say that not to be snarky. I say that because there's a lot of laws in a lot of countries that are barbaric. They cut people's hands off in certain countries for shoplifting. Um, they put people to death for defacing property for, you know, I mean, in North Korea, they do a lot of things um, um, for, for simple things. So, so just because a tool is banned in a certain country, I mean, guns are banned in Australia, you might be anti-gun, so you're happy with that. But I think that there is, um, there just because something is banned in a certain country, that doesn't make it bad. I think it's important to understand that. It's really, really important to understand that. So democracy is banned in many countries. So I think that that's really, really, really important. The age of consent for sex with minors is fluctuates from as low as the age of 14 and younger in certain countries. So I think we have to like put a lot of things into perspective, but, but prong cowers and remote cowers are definitely banned in certain countries. In fact, in Sweden, doors on crates are banned. Mm. You cannot have a crate with a door on it. That is banned. So um, I think it's under the guise that it hurts dogs. Meanwhile, many, many things hurt dogs. Next um liz hi guys thanks for all you do i have a client who has a young beagle mix adopted from a rescue from a puppy mill and she shuts down when you try to walk her on a leash what's the best way if food doesn't motivate her to get her to stand up and walk right flirt pole are used and she loves it but as soon as you put any pressure on the leash right. forget it she goes right down and lays down yep so what Hold you on, there's more oh, i'm working on her place board and stuff and she's doing great with that trying to build her confidence yep so when we have dogs that literally are just like they're just like frozen in time. What you do is you just keep walking, keep walking. Um, Brenda said, hi there. Could you explain bonker training, please? Um, go to my website and look up how to make a bonker. Look it up. It's, it's way more descriptive. It's a cotton towel rolled up. Karina, thank you for bringing up rough play versus fighting behavior. I have four Roddy mixes that can get loud and scary sounding, but usually shake it off if things escalate or respond to my, hey, knock it off. Yep. What is the point where you interfere? What body language do you look for that the moods change? Because it's, it can be fast sometimes. Yes, you gotta, I, I, I have to see it. I, I have to see it. It's like, sometimes you're better off being safe than sorry. And the rough play is fine as long as you can instantly stop it, you know, with like enough or out or whatever the word of your choice is. Next. Rusty, Jeff, what's your stance on neutering a German Shepherd at one and a half years old? Does it depend on the behavior or is it a must? Um, no, it's a, definitely not a must. I mean, spay and neuter is a choice. Um, um, if you if it's your dog, it's a, it's a choice. Um, to me, my next dog will most likely be a male and I will probably keep it intact. You know, I will probably keep it intact. That's my personal choice. Next. Drazzy Ant Girl, last week walking my Mally down our street, a little dog came after me with an attitude, lunging, mindset automatically because I stopped and looked forward while she shooed the other, while I shooed the other dog away with a stick. Good job. Good job. Good job. Yeah, that could be horrific. Yep. Jessica Hershey, hi, me again. Where did you put up the George Jefferson video? Also, really, thanks, really, for all your help with our dogs. You're welcome, Jessica. 
the videos on Instagram and Facebook, but I put it up like a month ago, maybe probably three right weeks ago. right after the New Jersey seminar. No, it wasn't because I remember she came on the podcast. She's oh. like, where is it? And I'm like, I forgot about that video, so I went and dug it up and edited it. Scroll back the feed; it's there. It's there. Eric, been away for six months for the military and just got back. So glad to see you guys are still doing what would Jeff do. I have lots of catching up to do. Nice. Well, thank you for your service, sir. Jadrian, here we go. My two and a half year old GSD is sporadically peeing in the house, driving me crazy. Mm. We've never trained a potty signal because she is my first dog raised from a puppy. So I need to start over with potty training basics. Not necessarily. Or you can do no free roaming and have your dog on a schedule. So my dogs are always... But we're, we have a very active lifestyle outside. We go in the woods. We go swimming. We play chuck it. Inside, they go to a dog bed and lie down. I actually don't do free roaming in my house. That's my choice. That's how I want to live with my dogs. I just don't see the point of my dogs walking around my house or my office right now. So my dogs, when they're lying down, I know what they're doing. Um, so, um, And then you just put your dogs on a schedule. And you take them outside, tell them to go potty. Next. Jasmine, considering a new puppy next year, I messed up socializing my first dog when she was a pup. Didn't walk her until four months, as the vet said, and had a lot of fixing to do. Tips for socializing young pups. Well, you got to be sort of careful because you never know who you're socializing with. And you don't want a negative dog-dog interaction to happen before 14 weeks old, let alone at any time, because that can really create a... Uh, 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 reactive dog. Um, to me, after the first set of shots, the chances of your dog getting anything from like a doggy daycare, um, maybe Giardia would get, but getting anything that's going to, you know, be terrible is, is, I mean, Giardia is not good, but I'm just saying it's going to be slim to none. So I always outweigh the, the socialization uh, 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 health risk. Next. Abinab, I'm living in Turkey now, but I wish to meet you and learn from you in person. You have a lot of knowledge that I wish that I want to steal. Love you guys. Oh, thanks. There's actually a, a big, huge protection school right by the Turkish airport. They do a lot of working dogs there. Next. Travis, my e-collar is so tight, but it has to be because there has been so many times it moves and stops working. Mm. Do you have any advice on this? I feel like when I need the e-collar the most, it does not work. Mm, try the bungee, the bungee yeah. get the bungee cord um, strap next. Hort, can you tell me why you use a mini educator and not the e-collar from Martin system? I'm worried about just 18 levels instead of 127 of dog training. Probably cost, probably cost. I think the Martin system is a great collar, mm -hmm. um, but I think the ease of use um, and the cost is more, it's easier for our clients. It's easier for our clients, but the, the Martin system makes, it's a, it's a good collar. It's a good collar. But also the way we train, we need those levels. We need those levels. That's just us. Next. Aaron, can you guys explain why dogs will growl in the kennel? We have a few dogs that tend to growl from the kennel when other dogs pass by. They've been corrected for it, but still happens. Why is this happening and what should we do? So you might have to correct higher. Why is it doing it? Because they're dogs. And that's what dogs, it's as simple as that. That's what dogs do. So no, and then correct. Sometimes you're, if you're underwhelming the dog, it stops the dog and you have to actually go up higher. You have to go up higher. You won't create a negative association with the, cr the crate. Remember, you're correcting after the problem already exists. That's another concept that people think it's like, oh, it's going to create problems. It's like, 
um, the problem is already there. Yeah, like, dogs growling at dogs. It's like the problem already exists. I'm actually fixing the problem. Next. Travis said, I have the bungee strap. Oh, then maybe try longer contact points. Yeah, and the dog could just be like really flexing its neck when you put it on. And then as you start working and stuff and it relaxes, we have a couple dogs here like that right now. So I'm kind of always just like checking fit just based on like the dog. Yeah. It, especially yeah. if you put it on while they're lying down, then they stand up. Like there's yeah. a lot of variables. So just do understand. Check up. it once in a while. Yeah, do understanding. Yep. Next. Jasmine, do you have a protocol for building confidence in young puppies? Yeah. Exposure to as many environmentals as possible. Obedience training over under through things. Get them to go. Yeah, go we have go, like the whole confidence room here. Get them to go up things, to expose them to different sounds, textures, um, uh, temperatures, um, touch every part of their body. Mm. Yeah. Jadrian, thanks to you guys. I was able to take my calm, collected dogs to the river to swim. And Whoa. while my friend's dog had to stay on leash for running off, my dogs didn't need to be corrected once by e-collar. It was a fantastic wow. day. Awesome. Isn't that a great feeling, just being able to take your dogs off leash through the woods? It's one of the greatest feelings out there. And if 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 you've never experienced it, it is such a pleasure to have your dogs running through the woods. But they put up a short little quick video today of, yeah. of Angela with four of our dogs just running in the it's woods. Great. And it's, um, he loves it. The dogs love it, you know, yeah. yeah. Next. Chris, I'm new to using e-collars and looking to buy one for training recall. I'm thinking about buying the pet safe is, it, but it only has 15 levels. Do you think that's good enough? You know, I mean, I would suggest the dog chart or the e-collar technologies just because I've got the most experience. I've never used the one that you've, you've said, I've never trained. I have, I've trained that was one. one of the first ones I used on Wes. It runs hot, so yeah. you can't really do low level training on it. Yeah. It's good for stopping him like going into the trash and stuff. Right, but. right, right. So the way we train is we start out with a lot of low level stuff interior and then we move it to higher levels for um different environmentals, different environmentals. All right, guys, we're gonna end the show right now. Thank you all for um for for joining. Alicia Hodges, sorry that I got an angry face and that you didn't <laughs> like the show. And maybe just next week, you just, just don't have to watch it. Just, just don't, just don't watch it, you know, but all I know is that I hope you get over your anger because I actually do care about you and I care about you so much that I actually want you to find a podcast that you do enjoy and don't waste your time watching this podcast. And, um, you know, and I think that it's also important that again, you might not agree with what somebody has to say but that doesn't warrant, you know, an angry face. All right. All right. Love you guys. Bye-bye.